welcome to the pay-per-view edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation presented to you by the boys here at the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, a show that is for the fans, by the fans. It's addicted to chaos, and it is battle lines on this edition of the PBWF. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher. Joining me, as always, is the Young Buck, Mr. Andy York, leader of the Mayhem brand, Andy, pay-per-view number two. Yeah, it's, uh, one, I can't believe we're here. Yeah. And uh, two, this has been, like, th- I thought month one was going to be the most fun. I think this has been the most fun I've had so far. Because, like, month one, I had to get through establishing. Now it's like, okay, now we're off to the races and right. having fun. So Right. And it's almost like, we, we said it last month, it's like, where do we go from here in terms of expectations yeah. and all that kind of stuff? It's like, okay, well, I've set the bar here. I thought this was the best I can do. Yep. Now we got to try to turn around and do something even better, you know? Yeah, and, like, with the pay-per-view itself, like, <clears throat> there are a couple matches on the card that I'm like, I probably could have put a little more effort into building. Same, same. But then, like, I look at, like, my Paige and Moxley feud and my Malachi Black and Fiend feud. I'm like, eh. <clears throat> I put the effort there. That's fine. <laughs> like those right. are the two that I'm. I'm. I. I have had the most fun booking was those two. You'll. You will definitely see when you listen to this. By the way, make sure you subscribe wherever you find your podcast. That's how you get the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation exclusively on the audio format only. Uh, so make sure you subscribe. Like us on social media at PBW Podcast, and you'll see as you're listening to these shows. It's not that we. There are things. That, not that we don't put any effort into it, but it's. You can tell the things that are more in depth, yeah, and the stuff that maybe is lacking a little bit, but might be lacking for a reason, yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of stuff that I'm that me personally, I know that I'm going to flesh out a little bit later, yeah. Like you might see on this pay per view, and I'm going to tag you in in just a second. I promise. <laughs> you might see on this pay per view, and you're like, oh, I wish I could have got more of that. Well, yeah. buckle yeah. your seatbelt because you probably will. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a couple of storylines that I'm, like, we're doing this for six months. And I'm, like, this is going all six months. So, like, I there's no need to rush it. Like, I'm – it's not even going to be at the forefront half the time. Right. But then when we get to the end, You'll it's see going it. to pick up really quick. You'll and, see where yeah. the pieces fit together. It's like you all talking about the Johnny Gargano-Tommaso Ciampa yeah. deal. It's, yeah. like, just – Yep. this is probably going to go all six months. Just fasten your seatbelt. Yeah. All right? Um. With us, as always, is the man controlling all this chaos, the man of the gorilla position, Mr. Brad Beal is hanging out with us. Man, what is up? Uh, not much. Just waiting to hear the shows, man. I, I was sitting here the whole time. Just I've thought about this for a while. Since I'm, I'm literally just here. I, y'all said it before. I'm the audience, which is cool. Uh, it's very cool. I have the, the easiest job. Um, but I was wondering, like, are you ever purposefully going to book a stinker? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like one that like imagines just like, oh, this sucks. Like on well, purpose, like for the story, or it, or even just to reflect what you see every week. It just <laughs> depends on like the definition of what you mean by a stinker. Because like, True. I don't want to, I don't want to have Sami Zayn get squashed by Brock Lesnar. Right. But right. Storyline wise, it worked out. Like right, right. And it's not like I'm just going to bury Sami. Like there are some other stuff. Right. That, so yeah. it, it, it's not that there's stinkers, but there are moments where, like, you may think, oh, they're not doing a lot with this specific person, but that doesn't mean that it's always going to be like that. Well, right. for example, on the way to this Randy Orton-Miz bull rope match on my show, like, two weeks in a row, Orton faced Baron Corbin. There was two moves and then a DQ. 
The next week he faced Lance Archer, or it was back-to-back, whatever. Two moves and a DQ. Yeah. That sucks. Who yeah. wants to watch that? Right. But it furthered what was happening. Yeah. I didn't want to book it that way, but it's just like, well, I also need to save some time. How can I further the story and save time? Yeah. Right. So. Has this opened your eyes at all to, like, maybe some of the backstage stuff that, like, it really just made you percent. angry? A thousand yes percent. Yes and no, because, like... <laughs> Chris is like, for sure, and Andy's like, no excuses. No, I, like, no, there are definitely excuses, because sometimes, like, for example, we don't have the problem of, like, somebody randomly getting over at the crowd out of nowhere, and that just completely derails That's right. everything. Yeah. That's, true. That's true. But it's like, you know, I have The Fiend. The Fiend should be doing this stuff right. anyway. But because he had the... Guts to say, I don't want to do your stupid stuff. Right. He was deemed too hard to work with. Right, blah, blah. Right. So, like, I get it because, like, some, there are some circumstances where you just can't help it. Right. Like Becky Lynch, WrestleMania 35, stuff like that. But then there are some other stuff where it's like, come on now. Like, we, yeah, can, yeah. we, can, we can put our bias aside and do, you know, yeah. s- other stuff. So, Interesting. Right. I agree. It's definitely a give and take. It's yeah. definitely a huge peek behind the curtain as <laughs> yeah. to yeah. And we're not even at that level, no. but just this small minute project yeah. or, you know, thing that we're doing here really allows us to be like, man, like I've only got so much time yep. and I've only got so many segments yep, and right. this guy's got to be on every single week, so yep. this guy's not. All I right. got to release some good people because mm. I just don't have anything for you. Yeah. All right, Vince. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Bro? I'm going to have to do the same thing. Like, it's not, yeah. it's, it's from this perspective, I understood that booking was hard from the beginning, but this just really puts it into yeah. more perspective because you got to think talent and you got to think crowd fans, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So, well, interesting. I, I do not envy uh, <laughs> what you have to do. I do envy your creativity. So, very happy so far. Listen, so. if we gave you the pencil, you could do it too. I promise. No, you know what I would do? We talked about this years ago. Yeah. All I, all that would happen, you'd be like, oh, that's exactly what I wanted. Oh, that's exactly what I wanted. And then after like four matches, you'd be like, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I'm getting everything I want. There's no tension. There's right. no drama. Right. I'd, just be, I'd be like, Sting wins. Goldberg wins. You know? <laughs> Fiend wins. Oh, Black wins. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get to it. Um, thanks for you guys for hanging with us. Again, like and subscribe uh, wherever you find your podcast. Give us a five-star review. We appreciate it. Follow us on social media at PBW Podcast. All right, here we go. Addicted to Chaos pay-per-view is up first. Now, remember, there is no time limit on pay-per-views. Andy has said he's going to try not to go as long, but he can't promise. Yep. Um. And then after both pay-per-views, we will be doing our drops and pickups. So just for for you that are listening to know, we are doing two pickups no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then based on the number you pick up or you drop, you get to pick that number back up as well. So yep. let's say I drop two people, I get four picks. Let's say Andy drops four people, he gets six picks. So... That's where we're at. And tag teams only count as one pick. Tag teams only so. count as one. Um, and if you drop a tag team, you only get one pick. You don't that is exactly right. You do not get two picks if you drop a tag team. So, uh, that being said, addicted to chaos, no time limit. Woo. Here we go. Make sure my volume is good. Is that good? Uh, yes. Let me turn it down a little bit. Yeah, and then good. if I need to turn it up, I can. No, you're good. Okay. All right. Uh, to tell you that earlier, my bad. <laughs>
I will need pyro, but I will remind you. to Addicted to Chaos. My name is Michael Cole, joined by Pat McAfee and Wade Barrett. Tonight we have a loaded card, but tonight let's start off with a little violence. Oh my gosh. Making his way to the ring, the Hall of Famer, Mick Foley in a plaided referee shirt. Walking out to the ring, he is looking to keep this straight down the line. Even though John Moxley and Paige have had some issues and Paige slapped him in the face, he has vowed to call this thing right down the middle. My, uh, Mick Foley gets into the ring. Adam Page is making his way out. Page is coming down with what looks like a bull rope, a bull whip. Uh, cowboy boots, he's looking ready to fight. The ring is surrounded by tables that are completely wrapped in barbed wire, sheets of glass, and Lord only knows what's under the ring. Page looks like he is ready for a fight tonight. He gets in the ring, he gets face to face with Mick Foley. And here comes John Moxley from the crowd. He is looking ready. He has been waiting for this since day one when Paige turned his back and attacked him from behind. John Moxley comes out through the crowd. He's got a barbed wire bat in one hand and his, oh no, that's a gasoline canister in the other hand. Moxley is not messing around tonight. He jumps the barricade. As soon as he puts the can down, he takes his jacket off. He slides into the ring and just goes right after Paige. Both men are brawling. Finally, Mick Foley goes bang, bang as he calls for the bell. Page goes for a clothesline, but Moxley dodges it and nails Page with a Luthas press, just completely laying out Page with those punches. Uh, he continues to lay in the shots. Finally, Page rolls out of the ring, but Moxley is right behind him. Moxley grabs Page and throws him directly into the barricade. Uh, Page tries to get away, but again, Moxley grabs him and nails him with a suplex onto the floor. Mox pushes, uh, tries to push Paige's face into a barbed wire table, but Paige is able to low blow John Moxley with his leg. He then grabs Moxley, tries to do the same by putting his face into the barbed wire table, but Mox is able to block. Mox then throws an elbow, but Paige catches him, puts his arm over his head, and puts him through the table, through the barbed wire with a face buster. John Moxley is tangled into the barbed wire, but Paige grabs him, rips him out. John Moxley, his flesh is being ripped, rolls him into the ring, covers him one, nice. two. Paige kicks out. Paige looks at Foley. He is not happy. He thought Foley's count was way too slow. Finally, Paige rolls out of the ring, grabs a steel chair that is, of course, wrapped in barbed wire. Paige just beats the chair over Moxley, opening the wounds. He grabs Mox and connects with a dead eye onto the chair. Paige covers him one, 
to Moxley is able to kick out again. Page climbs in the face of Foley this time, but Foley refuses to back down. Page turns around, but Moxley has the chair in his hand and nails Page right over the head, busting him open. Both men are completely bleeding now. Um, Moxley rolls out of the ring. He grabs two steel chairs, slides them into the ring, but then he grabs the sheet of glass and slides it into the ring as well. Moxley hits Page again with the chair before setting the chairs up to hold the sheet of glass. <clears throat> Moxley is looking for the paradigm shift through the glass, but Page is able to block it. Page hits Moxley with multiple forms before kicking Mox in the gut, lifting him up for a powerbomb and shattering the glass completely. But Moxley, gets, uh, but Moxley is able to get out of it and hits a running crossbody onto Page. Uh, covers him one, two, kick out. But Moxley quickly applies the Boston Crab on Page right in the middle of the glass. Moxley is pulling back. Page is in big trouble here. Page is trying to crawl. He crawls to the rope. He crawls through the glass. He gets under the rope trying to break the hold. <laughs> Page completely gets free and just crawls under the ring. He is trying to hide. He is trying to get away. But Moxley grabs his ankle and he pulls him out. Page is holding a lead pipe and cracks Moxley, Moxley over the head with it. Oh, Both men are bleeding and just laying on the outside of the ring. Finally, Page gets back to his feet, takes off his boot, and removes the spur from the back of the boot. Uh, he grabs Moxley's face and begins to cut open the wound even more with the spur, causing Moxley to bleed like he's never bled before. Who needs a pizza cutter? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Paige rolls Moxley back into the ring, crawls under, and grabs a table with thumbtacks that are taped onto the top of the table. Paige wow. sets it up in the ring, turns around and eats a huge jumping knee from Moxley, mm. and then Moxley plants him with a massive paradigm shift out of nowhere into the broken glass in the corner. Moxley rolls out of the ring. He grabs the canister, and he pours it on the tables full of thumbtacks. He grabs a lighter from his boot. He lights it on fire. He grabs Paige, lifts him up, and plants him with a paradigm shift through the table. As they put the fire out, Moxley covers him. One, two, three. John Moxley wins this massive, bloody, violent battle. Moxley cannot really pull himself up. Foley walks over to him and pulls him up and helps him and raises his hand in victory. The doctors are in the ring now. They get Paige up. Foley comes over to check on him, but Paige shoves Foley out of the way. Paige turns around and slowly begins to walk away, but from behind, Foley grabs Paige, turns him around, and applies the mandible claw with Mr. Sacco. He's got Mr. Sacco. Paige is trying to get out of it, but he can't. He's completely helpless. Moxley slides back into the ring. Paradigm shift. Raises Foley's hand. Both men are celebrating as we as we continue up the ramp. Moxley is, is bleeding, but he has the victory. Or he has the victory. Paige is completely busted up. But we're gonna have to take some time really quick to clear the ring, and we're gonna be right back. I feel like you needed a please don't die chance oh, for that match. Dude. <laughs> gas and glass and kicking some tail. <laughs> that was, that was great. That oh, was great. Oh wow. And that was the first one. Yep. Jeez. <clears throat> we have finally restored order here, and it's time to fight for some championships. Confetti flies everywhere. The Bucks are looking very sharp. They are looking ready to win some tag team championships here in Mayhem. They make their way down to the ring. They stand in the ring, and the music cuts, and FTR is making them wait. 
They're making them wait. <laughs> wait a minute. That's FTR's music, but that's not the music we've been hearing. Yes, we were just now receiving word FTR is coming out. They made sure to play this music to get into the minds of the Bucks because this is the music that they want them to hear. This is the music that they, when they're at the top of their game, this is the music that they play. So they are walking to the ring. They look focused. They look ready. They're getting to the ring. The bell rings. And Dax and Matt are the legal men. Uh, the match is very back and forth. It starts off with a little slow to give the crowd a little break after <laughs> watching the violence that they just saw. But both teams start getting their offense in. We move on a little later in the match. Matt tags in Nick, and both men go for a super kick on Dax. But he dodges it and nails a double clothesline. Dax then tags in Cash, uh, and they go for the big rig on Nick. But Nick is able to counter out of it, hitting a blockbuster on Cash, and then, a, and then nailing Dax with a huge super kick. Covers him one, two, kick out. Nick tags in Matt, and they go for the BTE trigger, but Cash dodges, and the Bucks uh, bang their knees together. Cash rolls up Matt, one, two, kick out. Matt goes for an enziguri, but Cash dodges it and hits a German suplex. Matt rolls out of the ring, uh, but this time Cash goes for a suicide dive, but Matt catches him with a massive super kick. Nick is now in the ring, and the Bucks hit the Indy Taker on the outside of the ring. Matt rolls Cash back into the ring, tags in Nick. Nick climbs to the top of the rope. Hits a huge swanton bomb. Excuse me, my nose is running. Hits a huge swanton bomb onto Cash. Covers him. One, two. Dax is in to break up the pin. Uh, Matt hits Dax with a huge super kick. The Bucks go for the BETE trigger one more time. And this time they finally connect. They cover. One, two. Th oh, they kick out at the last second. Cash barely kicks out. The Bucks can't believe it. They go for the uh, Bill Driver. But this time, Dax is, in, uh, is back in and pulls Cash out of the way and hits a huge German suplex uh, on Matt, sending him out of the ring. Nick goes for the attack, but uh, Dax dodges it. FTR finally hits the big rig. Cover one, two, three. FTR win and retain the tag team championships. What a match that was. Can't believe it. The Bucks are out of the ring. They make their way up to the ramp. FTR is celebrating in the ring. They're so excited. They're very happy. But then the lights go out. And on the screen are four men that appear silhouetted in suits that we saw last week. And over the intercom, over the crowd, we hear a distorted voice that says, it's time to restore order and honor in wrestling. Wait a minute. That sounds like it is. It's Cesaro and it's Sheamus. The bar is back together. What is happening? What is happening? Both men are here. Both men look like they're going after the tag titles. But there are four men. What is happening? Cesaro and Sheamus make their way to the uh, towards the ring, but then they stop. And then they do the NWO DX pose back. <laughs> Wait a minute. We know that music. Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. We know that music. There he Oh, it's the ring general. Walter has made his way out. Not Gunther. Walter has made his <laughs> wow. way out to the ring. 
but Michael Cole's on commentary. And Michael Cole's going, there are four men in the video. Who's the fourth man? Oh, no. Well, gentlemen, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Wade Barrett stands up from the commentary table. He slides into the ring and takes out Dax and Cash with a double clothesline into the ring. Walter and the bar walk down to the ring. The bar slides in. Walter comes in. They continue the beat down on FTR. FTR is completely beaten, laid out uh, at the four men's feet, and they stand over their accomplishments. What is happening? How could this happen? We've got to restore some order. Wade Barrett just jumped from the commentary table. I don't know what's happening. we got to get some word. Somebody needs to come out here and check on FTR. That is such a great faction. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. That is so it. good. <laughs> We are finally back with some order. I have just received word. Wade Barrett is no longer a part of the commentary team. He has joined the Mayhem yes. roster full-time, and he is a part of the Knights of Wrestling. Okay. Mm. Wait a minute. We have this scheduled up, but that's not normally Malachi Black's theme. Malachi Black makes his way out very slowly to the ring with the lights flickering. He's playing this music on purpose. He wants he wants them to know. He wants Bray Wyatt to know. He wants the Fiend to know that this isn't no mortal man coming. This isn't a man fighting for championships. This is a man that is driven by anger and hate going forward. <laughs> going after him. Malachi Black gets in the ring. Anticipation bills. This is the first time we have seen the fiend in action here on Mayhem. Oh, not wrong song. Okay. Wrong person. <laughs> not You can just feel the atmosphere here change completely. Here comes the Fiend, and he's got a lantern in his hand. Normally it's the face of Bray Wyatt, but this time it's not. It's it's three faces on it, and one face is Buddy Matthews, the other face is Brody King, and in the middle, it, is that Malachi Black? Malachi Black's face is on yes. the lantern. The Fiend is playing mind games from the beginning. Malachi Black looks visibly shaken by what he is seeing. He doesn't really know what to do. The Fiend gets in the ring. The lights go out. They slowly come back up. The atmosphere is crazy. Both men stay in the ring. The referee is very scared of what's about to happen, but he calls for the bell, and the Fiend and Malachi Black are just standing there face-to-face -face in the middle of the ring. Neither man is throwing a punch. Neither man is doing anything. They're not saying anything. You can just hear the Fiend laughing at Malachi Black. Malachi Black is very upset. You can see the anger just finally come over him. Finally, he's had enough, and he just starts throwing punches at the Fiend, but the Fiend isn't moving or anything. Black continues to punch until finally the Fiend grabs his fist. He laughs, sticks his tongue out, and then pulls the Fiend in for a huge Uranagi out of nowhere. The Fiend just begins to punish Malachi Black with just relentless amounts of attacks and strikes. 
The Fiend stops. Remember, this is a last man standing match, so the referee gets up to the count of seven, eight, nine. Malachi Black finally pulls himself back up, barely breaking the count. The Fiend just laughs. He looks so happy. He wants to continue this punishment. And he tries to lock in the mandible claw, but Malachi Black is somehow able to block it. Finally, Black gets up and throws a huge forearm, kind of staggering the Fiend, and then connects with a black mass out of nowhere, but the Fiend just doesn't even go down. He just stands and just laughs at him. Black goes for it again, but this time the Fiend catches it, spins Black around into a huge Sister Abigail, followed by the mandible claw. The Fiend steps away. The referee counts to seven, eight, nine. Malachi Black somehow gets back to his feet at the very last second. The Fiend walks toward him, but Malachi Black just falls to his knees. Black stretches out his arms, and you, we can hear him say, you win. I can't do this anymore. You, you win. The Fiend drops to his knees, nods, and then applies the mandible claw again, forcing Black to pass out. Seven, eight, nine, ten. The Fiend picks up the win. Buddy Matthews and Brody King are now at ringside. They get into the ring. The Fiend instructs them to pick up Malachi Black. They pick up Black, uh, and he is finally coming to when the Fiend embraces him with a hug. What does this mean? Is this some new unholy alliance? The Fiend, Malachi Black, and Buddy Matthews and Brody King, all four walk their way very slowly up to the ramp as the lights completely cut out. And when they come back up, nobody is in the ring. Everybody is gone. What is happening here? Addicted to chaos. That perfect. (laughs) That for now, for now. I don't know what's gonna happen, but (laughs) oh boy. (laughs) Time for the Mayhem Women's World Championship submission match. Becky Lynch is making her way out to the ring. As the smoke fills the arena, she is walking out. She's not wearing sunglasses this time. This looks like a different version of Becky Lynch, a version that we've been missing for some time. She makes her way out to the ring. She looks focused. She looks ready. Asuka is making her way out to the ring. She's got her face mask on, her long robe. She gets in the ring, the referee rings the bell, and immediately Becky and Asuka try to trade submission moves, but neither woman can get the upper hand. Becky tries to go for the disarmor, but Asuka is able to get out of it and tries to lock in the arm bar of her own, but Becky breaks free, and the two women just stare each other down. Asuka and Becky lock up again, but this time Becky gets the upper hand by hitting her with a back uh, a backsploder suplex. Becky is now in full control. She goes for the manhandle slam, but Asuka is able to break free and nail Becky with a spinning back fist. She tries to lock in the Asuka lock, but Becky gets out of it and applies an ankle lock out of nowhere. Becky is just wrenching back further and further, but Asuka is able to roll her through and nail Becky with a drop kick, taking her out. Asuka lifts up Becky with, uh, for a brain buster, but Becky uses her knee to block to get out of it, slides behind Asuka, and hits a reverse suplex on Asuka and directly into a disarmor. Becky is wrenching back, but Asuka is refusing to tap. She's getting closer and closer to the ropes, but Becky kicks the ropes and directly uh, moves them directly into the ring. But Asuka is able to somehow slip through and just applies the Asuka lock on Becky out of nowhere. Becky is fading very quickly. She is about to tap, but she is able to slide through and drill Asuka with a manhandle slam and then directly apply the disarmor, pulling back on her arm. 
Asuka has nowhere to go. She can't reach for the rope. She can't move. Asuka's forced to tap out. And we have a new PBWF Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. She is the champion. She is fired up. But we see Asuka slowly pulling herself up by the ropes. Ooh. Becky and Asuka now stand face to face. But Becky reaches out. The two women shake hands as Becky is celebrating in the ring. She grabs a microphone. And she says, the man is back. I am sick and tired of playing these shenanigans. I won this championship, and I am going to fight whoever it is, whenever they want, for this championship. Bailey very quickly makes her way out to the ring. She stands on the ramp. But before she can do anything, Sasha Banks is here from behind and just attacks Bailey. Both women are brawling everywhere. Becky doesn't really know what to do. Referee and security are out here. They break the women apart. What is going to happen? We don't know. We're going to have to find out on Mayhem what is going to happen from here on out. But we have a brand new women's champion. Very nice. Give me one second. Next up is Kenny Omega versus Finn Balor. This is a matchup that, honestly, a month ago we did not expect to see here on Mayhem. <laughs> after the trade for Finn Balor for Cody Rhodes, Finn Balor is a part of the Mayhem brand, and he is looking to get some revenge on Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is in the ring. No bucks are with him. It's just Finn and Kenny. And Finn doesn't even come out for normal. He just runs to the ring. He is looking for some revenge. He slides in the ring. He does a double leg takedown and just starts throwing punches as the referee finally rings the bell. Ken and Finney go back and forth for a majority of the first half of this match. Neither man gaining the advantage. Finn goes for a sling blade, but Kenny catches him and hits him with a suplex. Kenny goes for a one-winged angel, but Finn reverses it into a poison rana, followed by a double shotgun drop kick to Kenny in the corner. Finn climbs to the top rope. Michael Cole was screaming, he's in the drop zone. He goes for the coup de grace, but Kenny meets him with an uh, meets him up top and hits a huge Spanish fly from the top rope. One, two, Ken, uh, Finny, uh, Finny? Ha, Finn kicks out. Uh, Kenny goes for the one-winged angel again, but Finn is able to slide out of it into a backbreaker. One, two, kick out. Uh, Kenny pulls himself back up, and Finn goes for the 1916, but Kenny gets out of it and nails him with a V-trigger, followed by another one. He goes for a third, but Finn dodges it, sending Kenny flying into the corner, knee first. Finn is uh, selling up, and the referee is checking on Kenny. Finn turns around and eats a huge super kick from Nick Jackson. Mm. Kenny smiles as he gets up. The Bucks are celebrating at ringside, while Kenny lifts up Finn for the one-winged angel. But Finn reverses it into a roll-up. One, two, three. Finn Balor gets a surprise victory here. But before wow. he can even celebrate, the Bucks are in the ring, beating down on Finn. The Bucks hit him with a stereo super kick, followed by Kenny lifting him up and planting him with a one-winged angel. Finn Balor got the win, but he doesn't look like the winner tonight. This rivalry is far from being over. I have to say, I'm, I'm still chuckling at the thought of Ken Omega and <laughs> Finn Balor. <laughs> It's the new Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Phineas Godwin, but yes. <laughs> Next up is this no disqualification match. CM Punk is making his way to the ring. 
Remember last week on Mayhem, he was able to up the ante. He was able to even the odds by Sami Zayn and himself taking out Eric Bischoff with steel chairs. Punk is in the ring. He is ready for a fight. And Brock Lesnar, who for the first time it looks like is walking out with a bandaged up rib. Remember, he went through the LED board last night or last week. He is looking damaged. He is not looking good. Brock is making his way, but out of nowhere, Punk comes flying through the middle rope, taking out Brock. Punk is on the attack early with shots. He looks under the ring. He pulls out a kendo stick. Brock turns around, and Punk cracks the kendo stick over his head, followed by multiple shots to the body with the kendo stick. Punk goes for another hit, but Brock catches it, pulls Punk in, and nails him with an over-the-head su overhead suplex into the barricade. Brock is slowly getting back up grabs Punk and tosses him into the ring. But before Brock gets in the ring, he grabs the table from under the ring and the steel chair and slides it into the ring. Brock gets in the ring. The referee finally rings the bell. There you go. And Brock takes the chair and breaks it over the back of CM Punk. Oof. He sets up the table, grabs Punk, and it looks to F5 him through the table. But Punk is able to get out of it by raking the eyes of Brock. Punk hits Brock with a jumping knee, sending Brock under the table. Punk climbs to the top rope and nails Brock with an elbow drop through the table. Covers him. One, two, kick out. Uh, Punk pulls Brock up to his feet, goes for the GTS, but Brock gets out of it and hits a German suplex on him. Uh, Punk bounces off the ropes and directly into a huge F5 onto the steel chair. He covers him. One, two, Punk is able to kick out. Brock can't believe it. He goes for a second F5, but once again, Punk gets out of it and low blows Brock, followed by a shining wizard to the back of Brock's head. Punk rolls out of the ring. He looks under the ring and finds a knee pad with thumbtacks on it. He oh Punk God. gets back in the <laughs> ring, slides up on the knee pad with the thumbtacks taped on it. He slides back into the ring, but gets caught with a huge F5 out of nowhere. This one's over. One, two, he kicks out the last second. Brock is starting to get really mad. He picks him up, goes for another F5, but Punk uses the knee pad and drills Brock in the side of the head. Brock staggers back against the rope, and now he gets caught with the GTS on the thumbtack knee pad. He covers him. One, two, three. CM Punk gets a big victory over Brock Lesnar. Punk is celebrating. He gets out of the ring quickly. Punk is celebrating up the ramp. Brock Lesnar is in the ring. He's in a bad way. Nothing can get worse for Brock tonight. Wait a minute, we know that sound. And from behind, Brock Lesnar doesn't know where to look. From behind, from the darkness, Buddy Matthews steps forward. Brody King steps forward. And there's that Malachi Black steps forward. And The Fiend is now face-to-face -face with Brock Lesnar. The Bro Brock turns around into a huge black mass out of nowhere, followed by the mandible claw from The Fiend. The Fiend has set his target on Brock Lesnar next. This is getting crazy. This is getting out of control. Finally, the lights go back off. They come back on. Brock is laid out in the ring. Everybody else is gone. What is happening here? The Fiend has picked a fight with Brock Lesnar. Let's hope he knows what he's doing because this could really tick off the beast after everything he's been through. Wow. So, so epic. Oh, my gosh. And now it is time for the main event of the evening.
Brian Danielson makes his way out to the ring. This is unbelievable that he's able to do this. We are ready for this matchup to happen. Remember, this is just a standard one-on-one -on -one match for the Mayhem World Championship. Brian Danielson is in the ring. Burn it down! And Seth freaking Rollins makes his way out to the ring. No, no Triple H with him. No revision with him. It's just Seth Rollins. He wants to do this on his own. Seth gets in the ring. The referee rings the bell. And from the beginning, Brian Danielson is in complete control of this match. Everything Seth tries to do, Danielson has an answer for it. Brian keeps getting Seth down, and Seth is growing more and more frustrated. Danielson is looking to apply the yes lock, but Seth is able to get out of it and goes uh, to the outside of the ring. Seth is trying to get a little bit of momentum, but Danielson hits a huge suicide dive taking out Seth. Danielson rolls Seth back into the ring, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Triple H is in the ring and stands face to face with, da or is outside the ring and stands face to face with Danielson. Danielson just laughs, and then he slaps Triple H in the face, and then and running knee out of nowhere to Triple H. T Triple H is completely taken out. Danielson gets back in the ring, but quickly eats a pedigree from Seth. One, two. Danielson kicks out the last second. Seth quickly uh, pulls Danielson back up and nails him with a Falcon Arrow, followed by a standing moonsault. One. To kick out again. Seth is looking for the curb stomp, but Danielson gets out of the way and hits a huge running knee on Seth Rollins, but he is too damaged. He can't make the cover. Danielson gets back in the corner, goes for another running knee, but this time Seth dodges it, and the knee takes out the referee. The ref is completely down. Seth walks up behind Danielson, but he quickly turns into a crossface out of nowhere on Seth. Seth is screaming in pain, and Seth Rollins taps out. Seth Rollins has tapped out, but the referee is still down. Danielson gets up, and from behind out of nowhere, Kevin Owens slides into the ring and drills him with a stunner. Seth is finally back up. Uh, around the time the referee is finally getting back up as well, Seth Rollins nails him with the curb stomp, covers him. One, two, three. Seth Rollins wins and retains the PBWF World Championship. Kevin Owens gets out of the ring. He helps Triple H up out of the helps Triple H up. Triple H and Seth, uh, Kevin Owens are celebrating in the ring. Both men are celebrating in the ring. Both men are, are very excited about what just happened. Make sure I click the right music here. Wait a minute. There's no way he's able to come back out after the war he had earlier. John Moxley's music hits. Seth Rollins is looking out to the crowd. Triple H and uh, Kevin Owens are out front looking out to the crowd. But from the ramps, uh, John Moxley slides into the ring, nails him with a paradigm shift. He is making his intentions very clear. He is the next contender for the PBWF Mayhem Championship. His former partner, his former friend. We are going to have to find out more next week on Mayhem. Wow. Incredible. Wow. Was it shorter than last time? Yes. You, you only went like 30 minutes. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> um, man. Oh, wow. What a show. The Fiend and Brock Lesnar. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Malachi Black with The Fiend. That's like heaven for me. Right? Is that what you had in mind? Uh -huh. okay. I mean, that's all like right. that's from the like, beginning. That was the first thing I wanted to do with. That's both of like them. the perfect pair. Oh man! Like I you, only that. like you almost have to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Uh, just because Malachi Black has always had some kind of like supernatural element as well, um, and then yeah, those two together, the Fiend is the ringleader. I, oh, <laughs> very good. Well, I'll just give a little tease. Next week's going to be very interesting. Oh. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, oh, oh. Well, um, I, that was a very good card. Uh, very good uh, results. I like. I like Becky going over. I like to see what's going to happen with 
Bailey and with Sasha. I'll trade to Charlotte if you want. That way you can have all four. Um, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want the weak link of the four horse. Well, that's true. You know. <laughs> she has lost every match on Revolution so far. So, I mean, oh, you know. Um, but good stuff, man. Thank you. Uh, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, really, really happy with that. I Obviously, you can't see it because, you know, audio exclusively. Um, but as, as these guys are calling the shows... <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of just staring at the soundboard because I'm I'm seeing I'm picturing it in my head, <laughs> right? And like I would have paid whatever you wanted for that ticket. Yep. <laughs> I mean that was yeah. At I, first I, when you were calling the first match, and I was like, oh gosh, yep. I want to see it, but I don't. <laughs> right. Well, I knew that when I had to make I had to make deadly, not yeah. deadly, but I had to make it. I mean, the name violent. of the pay per view was. Addicted to chaos, name, and that's uh, that opened it, dude. Come the on. name of the pay per view was named because this was like the first match idea I had for the show, right? And so I was like, "Yeah, this one can be long because, like, Malachi Black and the Fiend, their match would not go more than right. ten minutes." Anyway, sure, so absolutely. Right. And you didn't clarify that it was last man standing, so I couldn't remember if it still was yeah. or. Yeah, uh, I or got what? caught up in the. <laughs> it's totally fine. The, I'm not gonna blame you for that because there's probably gonna be crap that I'm yeah. gonna forget to call. Oh, debuting, finally debuting Cesaro and Walter. Listen, yeah. can, can I just say, full disclosure, that in my mind I had picked Sheamus and Cesaro, uh-huh. but I, I did not pick the other two. Yeah. Well, I told you a couple weeks ago Does, that it, that doesn't make it less surprising right. to me. It's awesome. Yeah. But See, that's who I wanted it to be. I figured yeah. like. Walter and Cesaro at least would be kind of people would figure out I would get him, but like getting Wade Barrett involved was like I have to. As That's soon as great. I, got it, I was like I have to do this. That's great. That's so good. All, All right, right, y'all, ready for some revolution? Are you ready? Battle lines. Battle, I'm ready. Uh, I'm gonna need some pyro, and I'll let you know when I need it. Ready? Yes, sir. Uh, am I good here? Yeah, it's great. Good. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Video package highlighting each of the matches. The battle lines have officially been drawn. The teams have been chosen, and the war ends tonight. Welcome to Ringside. I am Tom Hannafin, along with Corey Graves and the Hall of Famer JBL. This is Battle Lines, presented by the PBWF Revolution brand. We would like to thank the band Disciple for not only providing the theme song for Battle Lines, but last month's Game On as well. We have an incredible show for you tonight that will, of course, be headlined by War Games, as the club will battle the Undisputed Era. We will also have, wait a minute, that's not, that's not the Intercontinental title match. Here comes the World Heavyweight Champion, Roman Reigns and his special counsel, Paul Heyman. They get in the ring and Paul Heyman says, cut the mic, cut the music. Wrong, 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 wrong. If your tribal chief, the head of the table, the greatest world heavyweight champion this business has ever seen, if Roman Reigns is not on last, then we're not hanging around here all night to wait. We're getting our business done. 
We're getting on a jet back to the island of relevancy because after we smash that has-been Jeff Jarrett, there won't be anybody left. So let's get this nonsense over right here, right now. Jeff Jarrett, let's see what you got. Are we going to have this world title match right now? Here we go. I guess it's going down right now. The chosen one, Jeff Jarrett, is making his way to the ring. We have got a referee. Roman hands the title over. The ref calls for the bell. Here we go. The World Heavyweight Championship is on the line to kick off battle lines. The two men lock up. Jarrett grabs a headlock, but Roman is powering out, turns it into a top wrist lock, pushing Jarrett to the map. Uh, but Jarrett bridges, flips over on his feet, rolls up Roman. One, two, kick out. Roman charges at Jeff, misses the clothesline. Jeff, beautiful drop kick right to the face. Roman rolls out of the ring. He is stunned. Thought he was going to be able to use his power on Double J, but Jeff Jarrett's quickness is getting the best of the champion at the moment. Roman gets in, locks up with Jarrett again. This time, Jarrett gets the headlock. Roman shoots him off the ropes. Jarrett tries a shoulder block, but it doesn't take Roman off his feet. Jarrett hits the ropes to try again. Same result. Roman doesn't budge. Jarrett hits ropes a third time, but he's caught Samoan drop by Roman Reigns. Roman gets in a mount position and starts hammering away on Jeff Jarrett, rights and lefts, just pummeling the challenger. Roman goes to set up in the corner, but just as Jarrett gets to his feet, Roman lands a Superman punch, but Jeff Jarrett gets knocked to the outside. Roman taunting the crowd, saying he can do this all day long as he follows Jeff to the outside. Jarrett struggles to his feet. Roman charges, hits a spear through the barricade. Through the barricade, what a move. Paul Heyman applauds in approval as Roman Reigns drags Jeff Jarrett's lifeless body into the ring, covers him one, two, shoulder up by Jeff Jarrett. How did he kick out of that? Roman Reigns is in disbelief here. Roman goes back to the corner. Looks like he's had enough. He wants another spear. Charges in, but Jeff Jarrett, huge uppercut. Followed by another one. A jab. A jab. He's really rocking the champ here, but he can't get him off his feet. Jarrett hits the ropes, goes for another drop kick. Roman catches his feet, slingshots him to the corner, but Jeff lands on the middle buckle, comes off, huge cross body. He's going for the pin, but Roman rolls through, and he lifts Jarrett up. Gorilla press. What a massive show of strength by the champ. But Jeff... Jeff wiggles out, gets a thumb to the eye. He hits a stroke in the center of the ring. The cover, one, two, kick out by the champion. Paul Heyman is now up on the apron. He's trying to distract Double J. Jeff walks over, grabs him by the collar, goes to hit him. Roman grabs his arm from behind, spins him around, charges him for the spear, but Jeff moves, and Heyman gets speared through the ropes, knocking him to the outside. Roman staggers back. Stroke by Jeff Jarrett. Again, they cover the count. One, two, barely a kick out by Roman Reigns at the last minute. You know how Roman does. How did Roman kick out of that? Jarrett thought he had him. He thought he had won the title. Jeff signals for a figure four. That's how he beat Jey Uso a couple weeks back. Grabs Roman's foot. Roman kicks him back to the corner. 
Jeff comes back in for a big right. Roman counters. It's a big right of his own. Staggers Jeff to the corner. Roman turns around, walks to the side of the Sorry, yeah, walks to the side of the ring where Heyman is still laid out, but Jarrett hits a chop block on the knee of Roman Reigns. He is going to work on that knee, and he locks in the figure four center of the ring. Roman has nowhere to go. Roman is reaching for Jeff Jarrett. Both men are in a seated position. All of a sudden, here come the Usos running out to the ring, and Jeff Jarrett is distracted long enough. Roman Reigns grabs him in a guillotine. Roman gets the guillotine locked in. That devastating move. Jeff Jarrett's got nothing left. He passes out. This one is over. Wow. What a match to kick off battle lines. Roman Reigns survives what many believe should have been an easy win, but Jeff Jarrett takes him to the limit. The bloodline celebrates down the aisle. Jeff Jarrett makes his way to his feet. Gets a standing ovation from the crowd. What an effort by the veteran of this business, Jeff Jarrett. Perfect. Thank you. I was worried there for a minute, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was puckered a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> we come backstage. We see the undisputed era in their locker room, getting ready for one of the most important matches of their career. Not really talking, they're just taping up their hands or lacing up their boots. Looks to be all business for the undisputed era guys tonight. I'm here to show the world. I'm here to show the world. Now I guess it's time for what we thought was going to be our opening contest. But here we are now. The Intercontinental Championship is going to be on the line. Dolph Ziggler makes his way to the ring after an impressive win over Tommaso Ciampa last week to earn this championship match. And here he comes, the PBWF Intercontinental Champion, Johnny Gargano. Bell sounds. We are underway here. Starts off very technically sound. Two ring generals in the ring battling for the advantage, as you would expect with these two. We see holds, exchanges. One man will gain the upper hand, and then the other. Just very back and forth contest. Johnny with the go behind the O'Connor roll. One, two. Dolph kicks out. Kicks Johnny's shoulder first into the ring post. Gargano staggers back. Zigzag. The cover. One, two. Shoulder up. By Johnny Gargano. We fast forward a little ways in the match now. Johnny has gained the advantage. He hits a super kick to the gut. Goes to the apron. One final beat. DDT on Ziggler. The cover. One, two. Foot on the rope by Dolph Ziggler. Wait, wait a minute. Wait. We're getting word. What's going on? Up on the big screen, we're seeing a commotion in the back. Security guards are getting tossed everywhere. And there's Tommaso Ciampa. What is going on? It looks like he is headed this way. All of a sudden, Champa bursts through the curtain. He is charging down the ringside. What is going on here? Jumps in the ring, and he takes down Dolph Ziggler. He's just pounding away at him here. The referee calls for the bell. This one is thrown out. You can hear Champa yelling, You took this away from me, Dolph. This was my one chance. Finally, Gargano comes over to try to restrain Champa. Champa shoves him down to the mat. Johnny lays there shocked. Champa stares at him. Then he storms out of the ring with his hands in his head, perhaps 
Perhaps he regrets what he did or he doesn't know what came over him. E either way, this match has been thrown out. Gargano is still your Intercontinental Champion. My goodness. All right. We're now going to, I guess, head back to the ring for one of the most anticipated matches in the short history of PBWF Revolution, a match that we have literally tried to get in the ring since week one. Awesome! I came to the here comes the A-list for The Miz. Of course, he is flanked by the new Miz Taraj, Baron Corbin, Lance Archer, and Maurice. Mrs. Miz coming out with him. That's incredible. We'll tell you that inside joke when we get done. All right, his opponent. The man who requested this bull row match, the Viper, Randy Orton. Such a good match. Now remember, even though The Miz and Orton will be strapped to each other in this bull row match, there's no DQ. So even though Orton says Miz will have nowhere to run, the Miz Taraj is out here. They can get involved in any way. It's perfectly within the rules. The rules of this match, speaking of Orton getting his hand tied in the loop of the bull rope, there's a cowbell in the middle of the bull rope. It can be used as a weapon. The only way to win is to incapacitate your opponent enough to drag him around the ring while you touch all four buckles. First man to do so is the winner. So no pins, no submissions. There are no rules. Only thing that's against the rules here is if you touch the buckles, both men still must be attached to the bull rope. All right, the referee getting Miz tied up in the rope. He's got his back turned. Corbin and Archer jump in the ring. They jump Randy Orton. They are beating down Randy Orton. He is already attached to the rope. The, the bell hasn't sounded yet. Corbin and Archer just taking out. Uh-oh. Here comes Steve Austin. He grabs a microphone and he says, Eh, eh. That is not how this is going down. Maurice, Corbin, Archer, you can, gra you can drag your stupid carcasses back to where you came from because you will not be involved in this match. You are barred from ringside. The Miz Taraj's irate Corbin, Archer, Maurice get in Austin's face, but they turn, they turn to leave. But Maurice, Maurice slaps Steve Austin in the face. They walk out of the ring. Miz looks at Austin and just laughs. But Austin, kick in the gut, stutter on the Miz. Austin with the stutter on the Miz. He gives him the double bird as he heads out of the ring. Wait, it looks like in all this, the Miz has been tied to the bull rope. The referee rings the bell. This one is underway, but he's, he's totally knocked out. Orton slowly makes his way to his feet from the beatdown. Orton notices what happened. Austin's still on the ramp. He gives a big smile to Orton. Orton reciprocates, and he heads to the first corner. There's one buckle. There's two. Three buckles. But as he's headed to the fourth, the Miz comes to, pulls the rope, and he crotches Randy Orton with it. <laughs> then the Miz takes the cowbell, and he cracks Randy over the head with it, busting him wide open. The Miz staggering around. He's up. He begins to drag Randy Orton with him as he touches the buckles. There's one, two. He's getting close to the third, but Randy comes to enough to make it difficult for the Miz. 
Orton gets up. He rams Miz into the turnbuckle. That's technically three buckles. The ref counted it. Miz is crawling towards the fourth, but Randy doesn't notice. Finally, Randy Orton notices. Pulls Miz, Miz towards him. Goes for the RKO, but counter. Skull-crushing finale by the Miz. Both men laid out on the map. Ref is waving the progress off, so the Miz has to start again. Miz is complaining to the ref, but he starts to touch the buckles again. One, two, three. And with ease, the Miz touches the fourth buckle. The bell sounds. Miz raises his arm in victory, but wait a minute. The referee is waving it off. What is this? He's talking to the timekeeper. He's telling Miz that Orton wasn't attached to the bull rope when Miz touched. The timekeeper missed it. Miz looks down. He sees the other side of the bull rope. Orton comes up behind him, cracks him with the cowbell on the head, followed by an RKO. Orton puts the rope back on, easily walks around, touches the four buckles. Referee calls for the bell. This one is over with. Randy Orton gets the victory to hopefully close this chapter with the Miz. Randy Orton pulling a fast one there. That's awesome. I like it. We go backstage to the locker room of the club, which is the opposite of what we saw earlier with the Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era was all serious, all business. They've been in war games before. They know what lies ahead. But the club, I mean, you got Anderson and Gallows in the midst. They're very jovial, carefree. I mean, two very different strategies heading into the main event tonight. Now it is time for one of the most anticipated matches of the night. The feud that began out of friendship, but has turned bitter. Making their way to the ring, it's the major players. Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Smart Mark Sterling, and the hot mess, Chelsea Green. They are ready for this unique eight-person, no-holds-barred tornado tag match. Of course, we highly encourage the women to wrestle the men, or the women to wrestle the women, the men to wrestle the men. But just like I said, that can't be enforced. There's no rules. We'll see what happens. We highly encourage it. So it's going to happen. All right, here we go. You think you know me? Here come their opponents. Lifelong best friends, the team of Captain Charisma, Christian, berated our superstar, Edge. And one of their partners is a man that I don't think many expected to join up with him. One who's had a very interesting beginning to his revolution career. And of course, the man with more nicknames than world title reigns. It's Chris Jericho. What y'all and talk about unexpected. Their tag team partner, arguably the greatest women's competitor of all time, and Canada's greatest export, Trish Stratus. Woo, here we go. Bell rings, and of course the brawl ensues. All eight competitors, hockey fighting in the middle of the ring. We see some of them pairing off now. Christian and Brian Myers spill to the outside. Chelsea tosses Trish to the outside from out of nowhere. Smart Mark Sterling gets hit with a Judas effect. He is out cold. Jericho going for the first pin of the match. One, 
two. Chelsea slides in to break it up. There's no way Smart Mark was getting up. He was laid out cold. All of a sudden, Jericho and Chelsea are face-to-face. Chelsea slaps Jericho in the face. She turns around, spear my edge on Chelsea Green. Like I said earlier, <laughs> that quote-unquote rule didn't last very long. Edge with a sadistic smile on his face as he gets low-blowed by Matt Cardona from behind, followed by a huge chair shot to the head. Matt gets spun around, a low blow by Trish Stratus. She hooks Matt, setting up for the Stratus faction bulldog. Here comes Brian. He gets a kick to the gut, gets hooked as well. Double Stratus faction to Cardona and Myers. Trish goes for the cover. One, two, Chelsea in to break it up. Her and Trish and Chelsea spill back to the outside. Edge setting up in the corner. Smart Mark finally staggering to his feet. Spear by Edge on Smart Mark. Jericho and Brian Myers tangled up a bit. Knocks Myers to the apron. Jericho springboard drop kick to Myers from the sake of rope. Edge drags Smart Mark to the outside. Looks like he is trying to get him set up on the announce table on the outside of the ring. What could this be? Smart Mark is... Smart Mark is just way out of his element. He is just not in a good way here. But here comes Chelsea from behind. Low blow there on edge. Christian and Cardona going at it in the ring. Cardona shoots Christian off the ropes. Chelsea grabs Christian's foot, pulls him to the outside. Chelsea really getting in the middle of all this here. She gets turned around outside. Chick kick by Trish Stratus. She turns around. Radio silence by Matt Cardona to Trish on the outside of the ring. All eight competitors are on the outside. Some of them are beginning to fight through the crowd. A few minutes go by near one of the tunnels. Christian, Jericho, Myers, and Cardona are battling. Smart Mark setting up a couple of tables. Jericho tries to go after him. Smart Mark throws some kind of powder in Jericho's eyes, and he turns around. Roster cut lariat by Brian Myers. Myers and Smart Mark put Jericho on top of one of the tables, then take another table, stack the table on top of Jericho. I don't like the looks of this at all. Here comes Cardona, smashes Christian over the head with a garbage can. Smart Mark and Cardona, they've climbed up part of the stairs, and they've gotten Christian on top of the table that is set up above Jericho. What is this? Brian Myers is on top of the balcony. He jumps off. Heat-seeking elbow drop through both tables onto Christian and Chris Jericho. What a moment in this match. Here comes the edge. He grabs Brian Myers. They start battling back towards the ring. Meanwhile, Chelsea Green and Trish Stratus, they're battling out in the ring. Chelsea curb stop in the middle of the ring. One, two, kick out by Trish Stratus. Chelsea goes to the second rope. Looks like she's going to position Trish for that Panama sunrise. But Trish hits that signature handstand head scissors. But she catches Chelsea. That big head scissors. What a move. Classic Trish Stratus there. Edge and Brian Myers back to ringside. Edge signals for Trish to get something. She's going after a table. A few minutes of action go by. Other members have slowly made their way back to the ring. Christian and Smart Mark tangled up. Christian gets the advantage. Throws Smart Mark across the Spanish commentary table, right into those guys' laps. Christian picks him up, gets on the table, kill switch through the Spanish announce table on Smart Mark. Trish has the table set up in the ring, leaned against the turnbuckles. Looks like Myers struggling to his feet. Edge has him in his sights, looking for a spear. Edge charges in, but from the outside, Chelsea pushes Jericho into Myers, knocking him out of the way. Jericho eats the spear through the table. 
Edge hits Jericho with the spear. He couldn't stop himself, and he hit his own man. Edge turns around, radio silence. One, two, Trish breaks it up, though. Trish and Chelsea back at it now. Christian is in to grab Myers. Cardona's working on Edge. Cardona goes for radio silence, but Edge gets him up in a powerbomb position. Both men spill over the top rope to the outside. Very John Cena, Batista Royal Rumble-esque. <laughs> Chelsea's got Trish going for the kill switch, as she calls it the unprettier. Trish turns around, springboard, stratisfaction, the cover, one, two, shoulder up by Chelsea Green. Unbelievable, what a match here. Christian has Brian Myers in the corner, shoots him to the buckle, reverse, goes, buckle goes Christian, but Christian leaps to the second turnbuckle, tornado DDT, but he's met with a chair shot to the head by Matt Cardona. Edge gets in the ring. He gets hit with a spear by Brian Myers. Chelsea Green barely moving. She takes Trish over to the corner, sets her up on the top rope, looking for that Hurricane Rana again. But as she flips over, she eats the mat. Chelsea doesn't come with her. Matt is holding Chelsea on the top rope. He slides in radio silence onto Trish, pulls Trish up. Chelsea comes in, Panama Sunrise onto Trish Stratus. The cover, one, two, three. That is it. Oh my goodness. What an unbelievable match. Chelsea Green picks up the biggest win of her career over Trish Stratus. What mayhem we have seen in this matchup. My goodness. Woo! We cut backstage to the gorilla position. I think that's Brad Beal there in the corner with the headset on in the gorilla <laughs> position. We see Britt Baker about to make her entrance. Kayla Braxton approaches her and asks her about her strategy going into the match tonight. But before she can answer, the major players make their way back through the curtain. Britt and Chelsea lock eyes, and Britt says, I saw that, and I'm coming for you. Ooh. Here we go. It's time for the women's championship to be decided here at Battle Lines. Dr. Britt Baker was forced to team with her opponent tonight last week on Revolution, but it didn't end, up, end well for her. We'll see what tonight holds. Here comes our champion, a dominant women's champion, Shayna Baszler. As she comes down the aisle, she starts getting into it with some fans. Britt Baker blindsides her in the aisle. The fight is on in the aisle way. The referee is trying to gain control, but it is not happening. Brett with the curb stomp in the aisle way. My goodness. The champ is out cold. More referees come out here, and they're trying to hold Brett back to check on Shayna to even see if we can have a match here. Brett makes it to the ring. The fans are going crazy. They want to see a new champ. Finally, Shayna makes her way to her feet, heads toward the ring. Seems like we're going to have a match here. The ref checking on Shayna one last time. The bell sounds. Here we go with this. Wait a minute. Chelsea Green making her way back to the ring. I guess she didn't like those comments to Brett a few minutes ago. Chelsea starts yelling at Brett. Brett is yelling back, but from behind a carefoot clutch by Shayna Baszler. She's got it locked in deep. Chelsea just smiles and laughs, pointing at Brett Baker. 
Shayna's got it locked in. She can't get Britt to the mat, though. Britt staggers to the corner, kicks her feet off the top turnbuckle. There's a pin. One, two. Shayna powers out, pulls Britt back over. She's still got the Kirafuda clutch locked in, though. Britt Baker has nowhere to go. Britt Baker eventually passes out. That is it. Shayna Baszler has retained the Women's Championship thanks to Chelsea Green. Wild. We cut backstage to a video package we see earlier in the night. A coin toss happened. Adam Cole and AJ Styles were present. And it looks like the club has won the coin toss. They will be sending in the first man to gain the advantage in war games. Now let's head to the ring. As the cage lowers to the ring, Mike Rome says, Welcome to the main event of Battle Lines. Welcome to War Games. In this match, both teams will be at ringside, surrounding the ring throughout the match. Two men from each team will begin for five minutes. After that, a member of the team winning the coin toss will enter for a two-minute period. After that, each team will alternate, sending in one member every two minutes until all eight competitors are in the match. Once all eight men are in, the match officially begins and can only be won by pinfall or submission. Let the war games begin. Here comes the club making their way to the ring. The Revolution Tag Team Champions, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. The phenomenal one, AJ Styles. And the newest member of the Revolution roster, Cody Rhodes. Shock the system. And here we go, their opponents. The Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. Didn't even have to cue you for that. I'm getting there. Here we go. The bell sounds. But who is going to start the match for each team? Looks like we're going to have Kyle O'Reilly for the Undisputed Era. And how about this? The American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes eagerly stepping into the creation that helped make his father famous. Cody Rhodes and Kyle O'Reilly sizing each other up, not wanting to expend too much energy here. Is this going to be a long match? They lock up O'Reilly with the headlock. Cody shoots him off. O'Reilly goes for the leg Larry. Cody ducks. A jab, a jab, a jab, and he hits the big elbow. Cody springboard off the ropes. Disaster kick on O'Reilly. Several minutes go by. Cody has been in control pretty much the whole time. He's got O'Reilly down, going for the figure four. O'Reilly fights out of it, turns it into a devastating heel hook. Cody is in a lot of pain trying to grab the ropes, but that's not going to do him any good. All of a sudden, the timer counts down three, two, one, and 
and the big LG Luke Gallows is entering the match. He's not coming alone, though. He brings a steel chair with him, and he cracks Kyle O'Reilly across the chest. Gallows calls for more. Anderson and Styles are chucking chairs over the top of the cage. Gallows lays a chair on the mat, picks up O'Reilly, power bombs him on the chair, takes another chair, sets it up, and he sits in it and smiles as the crowd just cheers. Cody Rhodes finally makes it to his feet, goes to pick up O'Reilly, but O'Reilly pushes Cody into a seated Luke Gallows, knocking them both over. O'Reilly comes off the ropes, double leg lariat on Cody and Luke Gallows. And about that time, the timer counts down again. The buzzer goes off and into the match. It's Adam Cole comes in, squares off with Gallows, O'Reilly with Cody Rhodes. Adam Cole shot off the ropes. Gallows goes for a big boot. Cole ducks, punches him right in the crotch. What a shot to Luke Gallows. O'Reilly and Cody Rhodes are fighting in the corner. O'Reilly goes to the top. Cody springboards to the top. Cody Cutter from the top rope. But now, now Cody Rhodes and Adam Cole face to face. The crowd is in a frenzy. You can see Adam Cole say, well, hello there, old friend. They start going at it. They're hockey fighting right in the middle of the ring. Adam Cole gets some separation, hits Cody with a super kick to the knee. Cole off the ropes, going for the last shot. Cody ducks, pulls Adam Cole up, and he hits a crossroads. Cody is going crazy. The fans are going crazy, but the buzzer sounds. Here comes Carl Anderson, the other half of the tag team champions. Starts going at it with Kyle O'Reilly. Gallows to his feet. Hit hit O'Reilly, yeah, with the magic killer right on a chair. Cody goes to pick up Adam Cole, shoots him off the ropes. Anderson catches Cole in that double-A spine buster on another chair. The club is feeling good about themselves. The buzzer goes off again. Here comes Bobby Fish into the match. Bobby comes in, starts going at it with Cody Rhodes. But as he's coming in, Roddy Strong has slid a table through the door. We got a table into the match now and a bunch of chairs. Let's see how this plays out. A few minutes go by. The buzzer goes off. The final member of the club, AJ Styles, not only bringing a table with him as well, he's got a barbed wire baseball bat. What are they going to do with that thing? AJ Styles and Adam Cole going at it. Who can forget their classic match at last month's pay-per-view? But if you've forgotten it, go back in your archives and check it out. Another minute goes by. The buzzer sounds. Finally, Roddy Strong enters the match. The door is shut. No one in. No one out. War Games officially begins. The first team to score a decision will be the winners. Roddy Strong he gives a big backbreaker to Carl Anderson. Follows up with a low blow to Luke Gallows. He needs some ice, guys. Fish and O'Reilly. <laughs> double leg sweep on Luke Gallows. Here comes Cody mixing up with Roddy Strong. Adam Cole and AJ Styles still going at it in the corner. Adam Cole, he's got AJ going for the Panama Sunrise. Cody catches it out of the corner of his eye. He runs over. Springboard. Cody Cutter on Adam Cole. AJ turns around, and he gets hit with a double leg sweep. Um, by Fish and O'Reilly. Anderson trying to fight him off. Gallows recovers. They spill over to the other ring. Roddy and Cody are going at it. Roddy hooks Cody. End of heartache. He and Adam Cole soon recover. They go to the other ring with chairs to lay out Anderson and Gallows. All four men are taking it to the tag team champions. But wait a minute. They look up. They look up. 
to the top of the cage. There's AJ Styles at the top. What's he doing? AJ Styles from the top. Phenomenal forearm taking out all four members oh of the Undisputed Era. AJ too goes. Old. He's too old. <laughs> he grabs one of the tables and he sets it up. AJ wakes Cody up and points Cody to the top. Cody starts climbing. AJ puts Adam Cole on a table. Cody reaches the top of the cage. But as he does, Roddy, Fish, and O'Reilly have recovered. And so there's no one there to hold Adam Cole on the table. Cody looks down, shrugs his shoulders, and a huge moonsault. But Cole moves out of the way. Crash and burn. Cody Rhodes through the table. Roddy Strong grabs that barbed wire baseball bat, and he hits Luke Gallows in the knee, taking him out. Strong oh, nice. puts that one-legged Boston Crab onto Luke Gallows. Fish and O'Reilly double leg sweep on Carl Anderson. So that leaves AJ Styles. But AJ is fighting off Fish and O'Reilly. The crowd's behind him. Pele kicked to one. Phenomenal blitz to the other. AJ throws Fish into the cage. Grabs O'Reilly. Looking for the Styles clash. But Adam Cole, barbed wire bat to the face of AJ Styles. Oh, busting him wide open. Oh, gosh. Cole sets AJ Styles up on his knees. He tells Roddy Strong and Kyle O'Reilly to grab chairs. What are they doing? Oh, no. AJ's on his knees. Roddy holds a chair in front of AJ's face. O'Reilly holds a chair behind his head. Adam Cole off the ropes. Last shot to AJ Styles, sandwiching his head in between the chairs. Oh. The cover, the count. One, two, three. The Undisputed Era have survived war games. What a sequence of events. The kings of war games are standing tall once again. Thank you all for joining us here tonight on Battle Lines. We will catch you next week on Revolution. Uh, okay. First off, when... Steve, when Stone Cold stunned Miz, yeah. I thought he stunned Maurice for a second. Oh, gosh. And I was like, that's the most amazing thing in the world yes. if he stunned Maurice. Uh, wow. Dude, that war game was just a freaking beatdown, yeah, man. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Bro, that oh took a lot to call. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure. That was great. And, uh, so much fun. Jarrett and Roman kind of scared me a little bit. Got a little scared every once in a while. I'm glad I was able to scare you all with that. Well... I was fine until I put the figure four in. I was like, you better not let Roman he needed, tap. He needed the figure eight. <laughs> <laughs> You're no, right, he did. I I want to actually speak to that and go in. When you first said Double J and Roman Reigns as like your pay-per-view, I was like, what? But, man, that was the way you called it, the way you booked it. That was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed yep. your entire card, obviously. But that match and – and man, just lavishing arrogance upon Roman Reigns. Yeah. Of like, if I'm not last, we're just going to go ahead and do it. It definitely brought back Brock yes. vibes from WrestleMania 35 against Seth. I may or may not have stole that promo yeah. word well, from I, okay. I, I thought it sounded familiar. <laughs> but. Okay, so when he when he did that, I was like, wait, is Roman Reigns the new Brock Lesnar? And I left the I left our federation and yep. was thinking in reality yeah. for yeah. a minute. It was yep. going... Oh my God! Is he Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar? <laughs> they switched places. because yeah, yeah. I was rooting for Brock at SummerSlam. Right. Yeah. What is wrong with me? I'm yeah. rooting anyway. Yeah. So it carried over. You booked it well, man. It was a very good, Holy very good card. Cow. Very good card. 
Good. Very I'm glad. Good card. I had no surprises, but it was just, it was so full of stuff it. that I didn't need it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's not a pat on my on my own back, but like, no. there's just so much there. Well, and I'm going to mess up the name, the, like the style of the match. Miz and. Bull rope match. Bull rope match. Like, what a choice. Mm-hmm. To do like a very classic, very old school yep. for two and, old school style wrestlers, it was yeah, and and to to do it well and book it in a way that I'm going, oh my god, I wish I could see that right now. Right. I would watch that match right now. Yep, right. Yep, and I like the the the, the double table spot. Yes. that was great. <laughs> Brian Myers <laughs> off the balcony. Uh, that was wild. That I wasn't expecting the, that. The phenomenal forearm off the That was too old. He's too crazy. old. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Poor AJ got beat up. He did get beat up. He did get beat up. That's right. All right. Well, we've come to the end of pay-per-views. I've almost lost my voice, um, but here we go. It's time to do drops and pickups. We'll do our drops first, and okay. again, the drops determine um, how many pickups that you get. So we're automatically going to get two pickups after the drops, right? and then we'll get more pickups based on how many we drop. So... Uh, I don't think it really matters who drops people first, so I'll go first, that, okay? I am going to make two drops. I will be dropping Cameron Grimes. Ooh. Very sorry. <clears throat> I will also be dropping Roddy Strong. Baron Corbett knows. <laughs> Roddy? Roddy Strong. He was just in War Games. He was just in War Games, you are correct. Interesting. Okay. So that means you get four pickups. Yes, that means I get okay. four pickups. You are correct. I am also dropping two people. Okay. Unfortunately, PBWF Mayhem has come to terms with the release <laughs> of. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't do that. <laughs> Darby Allen. Oh, wow. I know. And unfortunately, the Hall of Famer, Mick Foley. No. It's fun. Was it, it was fun. a good way to go out, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to draft him and then not use him at all. Yeah. I had to find something. I, I mean, my God, just even calling for the bell with bang, bang. That yeah. was enough. That was but great. By the way, all the other I stuff. did not have that in my notes. And yes! when, I, when I saw you do that, I was like, that's the I, yes! best way to do it. <laughs> that's oh, incredible. that's great. That's so good. All right. <laughs> so we're doing pickups. Mm-hmm. Did we determine offline that I'm going first? Is that Because I went first last time. That is do you correct. want to show him the paper with our... Okay, I, well, I, I, I remember I have one. You have one. I okay, have one. Just show I don't know if you can read it because the pen's not working very well. Yeah. Okay. You got that? Yep. <laughs> Tell me right now. <laughs> you will find out, my friend. <laughs> I don't know. I may be breaking some rules, but I'm going to say this. Your surprise is not yet useless is significantly longer than Andy's surprise is not yes. yet useless. Yep. <laughs> yep. I have Tune in very, very soon because that list might get shorter. I have quickly kind of run through mine. Although You made a group out of one of them. Cesaro and Walter right. I were my surprise picks on day one. Yeah. They were my they mm, were my from yeah. day one. And then I forgot my surprise pick last time and I was like, oh Seamus. The bar. Let's put them together. Do you need another pen? Are you good? No, I got it. It worked. Okay, good. I'm just going to use the same paper. Is that a good pick? Uh, Yes. That is a good pick? Yes. Okay, that works. Okay, here we go. Yes. Okay. I'm going to avoid writing these down on my paper so you guys don't see. Perfect. I was going to write all of them down, but. 
Andy's was a good pick. Yes. Okay, got it. Yes. Okay. I'm switching papers back and forth here, y'all. We have a disagreement. Ah! <laughs> hmm. That's a rough one, too. Go ahead. You can go with your next one. <laughs> hmm. I'm very curious now because I don't remember who I haven't used. <laughs> Unless. Uh, let me come up with <laughs> this one uh-huh. that I know should be a fine pick, and then I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get a minute here. Uh, show me your not yet used list one more time. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure you're in the clear. Okay. Cool. I'm in yeah. the clear. Okay. Yep. Do you see my on my list? Yeah. Okay. So. Jesus, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I I love you, Chris, quite a bit. But his what? roster is so dope, dude. <laughs> and the problem is when I drop someone like Darby Allen, it's I know, I have dude. such a stacked roster. <laughs> well, I'm very sad that we have a disagreement. Okay, I'm just gonna have to punt that then. <laughs> and that's I mean, honestly, I thought it'd be free and clear. Now I'm very curious. Uh, I think you're good. Okay. Okay. You think? Do well, I, I need to spell it out any better for you? Uh no. Okay. No, I think I think it's good. Okay, good. Good. Okay. Good. All right. I know that's the most exciting part of the audio podcast is the goods and the goods and the disagreements and the goods. Man, I should have picked that one first. Dang it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm back to the drawing board now. <laughs> and now, disappointed and disgruntled, you got to sign off. <laughs> mm. I really got to come up with something. That was a, that was a, I, I'll tell you because he doesn't know. Yeah. That was a big part of an upcoming storyline. Was it? I'm going to have to. Oh, like, interesting. This um, is the first time we've run into something yes. like that. And Ooh. it may or not, may or may not have implications. This may or may not ruin y'all's friendship. Next week. <laughs> so now really? I do. Now I well, have to come up with something. When we, oh. get off, when we get off the air, we may be able to work something. No, 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 no. I do not allow it. No more help. I want the well, I want the tension. Be, well, you'll be here for you'll it. You'll be here for it. I know, so. but no. Well, <laughs> I can sweeten the deal. I've got I've got the advantage now. I've got yeah. I've got well, all the power. <laughs> for those of you who are I listening, want Roman Re- I'm just playing. <laughs> give me give me Roman. For those Paul. of you who are listening, it could be a very interesting uh, week nine. So stay tuned. We'll have to see what happens. And I'll let you know if I'm in a better mood or not next week. <laughs> I'm in a great mood. I'm having fun. Oh, this is awesome. Although, this is a blast. Like, yes, that ruined the storyline, but I can figure something out. I'm, I'll am i figure it out. You got it. I'm not worried. You're crafty. All right. Guys, anything else to add before we sign off? Man, what a loaded show. That was That's a great fun. one. My goodness. 
Very happy. Very happy fan right here. Loaded show. All right, y'all. That is going to do it for the pay-per-view edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow us on social media at the podcast. For Mr. Andy York, Brad Beal, my name is Chris Belcher. Thanks for hanging out with us. We will catch you guys down the road.